I've been trying so hard not to love you. You've been doing much better by far. All those times I lost my way without you, girl. You got no idea I'm here at all. How's it going, everybody? Okay, so I have been struggling this week dealing with an emotional loss that has kept me from being as efficient with my production as I was with my first three episodes. So I want to get down to business, but first, I want to come clean with what's been up my ass for the last nine days. April 1st, Reddit front page, our presidential race memes subreddit, rule eight is implemented. Our presidential race memes community page right at the top, it reads, memes about the 2020 presidential race banned. You heard that right. <laughs> memes about the 2020 presidential race banned in the R presidential race meme subreddit. It's April 1st. Obviously a joke. We all know that. Let's see where they're going with this. So you keep reading. It says rule eight memes, <laughs> means rule eight memes about the 2020 U.S. presidential election are no longer allowed. This rule has been a long time coming. Banning current election meme content has been a long time coming. Okay. It continues, it's time for a new rule, because as this subreddit grows, we do have to adjust things to keep post quality high. As in the past, when we banned impact font, we implement changes to hopefully improve the community. Just as disallowing impact font because it leads to low effort boomer memes made a really substantive improvement in post quality and has since become our most important rule. This rule is intended to do the same. So it's April 1st, they're clearly pulling a really elaborate, impressive prank but it continues. Many users on this subreddit joined during the 2020 U.S. presidential election, so there is a bias towards interest in it and seeing memes focused around new political events occurring daily. But we have reached a point where all but three of the 34 candidates for U.S. president have dropped out. It's safe to say the race is over. All right, here's where I'm like, they've already made the joke. Why do they have to bash Bernie at the same time? Yeah, clearly he's losing, but he hasn't dropped out. Many of his most ardent followers inhabit this very subreddit, and I was under the impression that the moderators, Leaf Currency and Alarm Scholar, were among them. What are they doing? How far are they going to take this prank? It continues, quote, Joe Biden raped Tara Reid, unquote. If you haven't noticed, almost all the memes posted to this sub for the past week have been about Joe Biden rape allegations from his former staffer in 1993, Tara Reid. An interview came out where she revealed what happened, and it became a trend to target the Biden campaign on Twitter and spread awareness using hashtags I believe Tara, Time's Up Biden, and unendorse Biden. After a week, it's safe to say this was a hoax, because no news channel has mentioned it even once. And if it were true, they would have, and he would have been held accountable just like Brett Kavanaugh and Donald Trump. Okay, this has gone crazy time. Is this still a joke? Trust me, I know how important it is to commit to any role, and I respect that, but consider Poe's Law. From Wikipedia, Poe's Law is an adage of internet culture stating that without a clear indicator of the author's intent, it is impossible to create a parody of extreme views so obviously exaggerated that it cannot be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the views being parodied. Okay, so, Poe's Law, you can't 100% tell if someone's being sarcastic or not just from words on a page or a screen, which is why this joke works really well in this format. Now, again, I know this is a joke, but here's where the stress comes in. On the second, the rule was still up. On the third, it was still up. On the fourth, on the fifth, on the sixth, now they're pushing a week, and I am pretty sure 
I did not know if it was real or not. As indicated by my response to Quadjek's post on April 3rd, a semi-sepia black and white snapshot of five urban gentlemen. What about me seems urban to you? But with all of their heads replaced with Biden, Bernie, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, and Warren, all outside chilling in their winter block wear, flashing what I assume are clubhouse hand gestures. <laughs> And Quadjack titles the post, It's April 3rd and we're all locked indoors. In the top of the picture it reads, Fuck Rule 8. At the bottom, All my homies hate Rule 8. Top comment, Law Law Land Rover. That's pretty good because all lawyers do drive Land Rovers. Of course Biden is throwing the shocker. <laughs> oh shit. Wait, what do you call a shocker without consent? Oh, I guess you call it a shocker. Nayar Lithotep says, Why is there a rule in our presidential race memes that you can't make a meme about the presidential race? What if we changed our outgoing answering machine message so it just had a little more zing and a little more pep? What about if we did an even newer voicemail message that had even more zing and pep? Sincost121 says, I'm pretty sure it's an extended April Fool's joke. And then my ontology responds, That's definitely the feeling. But some of us want the sub to return to normal instead of being forced to speculate on what might be going on. I kindly asked in a post yesterday for an answer, but didn't get one. And today I saw a content creator tell someone to, quote, shut the fuck up after asking the same. Tomorrow, rule eight might be over, but right now in real time, I'd like to figure out why I feel like we're being bullied by the moderators. And finally, lunar underscore fay responds, honestly, this is beginning to feel similar to the, quote, joke on our free folk that totally ruined the sub. And then my ontology responds, I am not familiar. Care to give me a brief sum up? Thanks. Lunar Fay gets back. Everyone became super negative after Game of Thrones ended, because the ending was shit. Endless memes about it all sucking. Yeah, the posts were tiring, but people needed an outlet. The mods created a, quote, joke rule during the Emmys, or some TV award show, I don't know, that no negative posts were allowed and would be banned if we didn't comply. After the award show, the rule stayed. And stayed. People naturally got more and more angry. The mods did a shit job in response. A bunch of people moved to different subreddits. Turned out, some mod or mods who started the joke actually really wanted to keep the rule or purposely ruin the sub. So I guess that's what it came down to for me, really, was I'd only recently found this subreddit when I started the Myontology edition of Unofficial, fell in love with the content, started to get excited about actually being part of community on Reddit, not just some dirty lurker like I'd been for a decade, and then this happened, and I just didn't have enough context to truly go, ah, they're just kidding, and clearly many other users felt the same way. They knew it was a joke, but they were still frustrated. Our presidential race memes is our outlet for our free folk sub subreddit country that's being debased, augmented from its original purpose by a handful of manipulative douchebag moderators from Bernie's mainstream rise to his season eight Game of Thrones style primary Biden boomer based bedshitting. I just had so much skin in the game and just not enough cynical firsthand deep state subreddit experience to see how far, to truly understand how far modern news aggregate social engineering artists like Alarm Scholar and Leaf Currency are actually willing to go. And they took me for a ride, and I really appreciate it. All right, what do you say we wash our hands for 20 seconds of this bullshit and get ourselves back to the front page? All right, this is coming from R. Wall Street Bets from Fly Hot Man, titled, Why Should Any American Company Ever Act Responsibly Again? What's the point of good corporate governance and fiscal responsibility? The companies that leverage themselves to the moon did stock buybacks to hyperinflate their stock price, live on constant debt instead of good balance sheets, and are now being bailed out by unlimited QE. Free money to cover your mistakes. Why would anyone run a good business ever again. Just cheat and scheme and get bailed out later. Top comment from Taz Paws with 15,000 upvotes. You have to act responsible enough to become a large company 
and then you don't have to be responsible anymore. God, ain't that the truth? Ever Eve O says, ah, American Dream. Dairy Canary 5, I thought the American Dream was doing a line of coke off a hooker's ass. Princess Willard, that you obtain by exploiting the same third world country you got the coke and the hooker from. <laughs> and Leaf 404 closes it up with, some people realized back in high school that we can live the way we do because we export all the labor to cheaper markets. I have always seen borders as not lines, but a system in which specializes in an area and uses it as leverage to import other specialized goods. If all they have to offer is labor, then expect to be exploited. The system is broken, and as much as I want to fuck off and home Instead, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, the perks of international markets and travel is a privilege I wrote out until March 11 after returning from the USA one day before mandatory quarantine. I remember specifically a social justice class I had, and we all took a deep dive into foreign aid. Holy, what a god-awful deal for the citizens to be held as hostages by the recipients of our aid. Also, aid competes with local markets. Wow, okay, that is something that I've never thought about before. Aid competes with with local markets. Think about that for a second. Every time you hear, oh, they're sending aid, you think only positive thoughts, unless you do some research. Look at the Clintons after the earthquake in Haiti. Remember what a clusterfuck that was? Over $9 billion was raised for Haiti. How much went to Haitian organizations? 36 million. 0.4%, less than half of 1% actually went to Haitian organizations. In fact, Jake Johnston, an analyst with the Center for Economic and Policy Research, a nonpartisan group that has studied the quake reconstruction, told the BBC, quote, it's hard to say it's been anything other than a failure, unquote. 30-second dance party. Yes. A much-needed respite from the rape and corruption. I don't have words to explain how much I needed that post. I literally have been working on this episode for so long, and that dance party lasted way longer than 30 seconds for me. <laughs> so hats off to Alarm Scholar. Bigger hat off to Place Boing on YouTube, the one who made that remix. Thank you for that. Top comments, some stupid person didn't realize it was 60 minutes long and just kept it going thinking it was going to stop, lol. Also, never understood why Joe thought the guy was getting nervous. He was pretty confident in what he was saying. He stuttered a why for like a split second, but that was it. Beauty Thornton responds, I just kept it going thinking it was going to stop, quote, quote, describes Joe Biden's campaign perfectly. Leaf Currency, I think it was a projection. Guy was directly asking him a pressing question he kept dodging, so he leapt out at him like this. My ontology, oh God, 100%. Politicians become incredibly adept to not answering direct questions that they absolutely do not want to answer. This deflection just happened to be a little different than most. Hats off to Biden on this one because this song is fucking killer. Kids got a real future. And now I have something positive to say about Biden, should anyone ask. I love his remix. Amelie's gnome confirms it. This is a banger. It really slaps. Leaf Currency came here to say this. This remix is actually really good. My ontology, I've literally been dancing to it for about a half an hour now. I have been. Is that meta? 
for me to read my own comments to you about me, about a joke I just made? It's got to be. That's meta meta. I don't even have kids and I'm a total dad. All right, Pops, back to the front page. Now, I would like to close with something fun, but I've taken so long to do this episode that so much has happened in the last week or so that I can't ignore the fact that we lost our boy a couple days ago. Bernie Sanders, out of the race. And let's be honest, and and I'm going to say this once. I am a Bernie bro. Okay, let me let me explain that. We all know that Bernie is basically a third party unto himself, a democratic socialist. It's been Republicans versus Democrats versus Bernie for a while now. And it doesn't take a genius to recognize that the name calling and the finger pointing is a simple desperation strategy by both establishment parties. The term Bernie bro was designed as an insult moniker in order to lump everyone who didn't support both Hillary Clinton in 2016 and now Joe Biden into one dismissible category of deplorables unworthy, unfit, and undeserving of an actual conversation, when in reality, it's simply an easier strategy than responding with an actual argument or plainly stating the truth that here's why I'm never going to give you universal health care. I am not toxic. I have never called anyone a cuck or a libtard. I am a intelligent, caring, reasonable human being, and I am a Bernie bro. Let's get back to the front page and send Bernie off right. And this one is coming from Bees Knees Lee's Jeans. <laughs> you could just write a book of Reddit usernames and I would read it and laugh. All right, Bees Knees Lee's Jeans, what do you got for me? Title, we won't forget what the Bernie Sanders campaigns accomplished. And it's a link to the article with the same title from Jacobin written by Nivedita Majumdar. As Bernie Sanders listened to tired and dejected working people across the country, he said he wanted them to feel less alone. We are indeed not alone. United behind a common program with full knowledge of our friends and enemies, we must keep going on. When I came to the United States in the mid-90s, it was what I largely expected, a country where a massive concentration of wealth at the top along with a thriving middle class had normalized large pockets of destitution and disenfranchisement. It had a population mostly apathetic to a political system run by two parties beholden to their corporate funders. Last summer, I overheard my teenage nephew in Delhi arguing with his friend on whether or not America would become socialist if Bernie wins the presidency. And I realized that in less than five years, thanks to Bernie Sanders, the United States had become a different country from the one that the world had always known. It's true that Bernie's first run for presidency came in the wake of a major financial crisis and the Occupy movement which propelled class reality to center stage. But Bernie was another matter. His campaign tapped into the deep anger and despair of the wider population and turned them into an urgent demand for justice. As an independent, Bernie never had the clout to move bills compared to a representative of a majority or even the minority party and instead formed painstaking coalitions across the aisles on one issue at a time and built an extraordinary record of successful amendments to bills. The long list of progressive, meaningful amendments making a palpable difference in the lives of ordinary people. The amendments tell the story of a shrewd politician, keenly cognizant of the balance of power and forging narrow paths for progressive policy. Bernie was the first high-profile Democratic presidential candidate to refuse super PACs and the influence of corporate funding in elections. The political and economic establishment was not that invincible after all. It's a message that a next generation of progressives have taken to heart. The extraordinary feat repeated in 2020 alone would ensure Bernie's 2016 campaign a memorable place in U.S. political history. I apologize to you and to Nivedita Najumdar. I paraphrase the shit out of that just for time. Please find that article on Google or on Reddit and read it. It's fantastic. But now, what do you think? Grandpa Zero says, Bernie lit the torch. It's up to someone else to carry it. Topaz 410 links our Green Party literally the same ideas as Sanders. If we can hit a vote of 15%, we can gain a seat in debates and break the two-party binary. 
binary. Do you want to vote for one of two alleged rapists, corporatists, who care not one bit for the lower half of America or someone in a party specifically designed for them? Tinadrill responds, or they will raise the threshold to 25%. We already saw them jigger the rules twice in the Democratic primary alone. I'm in a solid blue state, so voting green is an easy choice for me this election. But don't be fooled into thinking the countermeasures against the third party are any weaker than those resisting a party takeover. By my estimation, that is a much harder road. Tinadrill, I think that a takeover of the Democratic Party is still the best strategy, but a simmering third party threat can help with that. So I have no problem with people voting green and intend to do so myself this election. But when we win this thing, I expect it to be by taking over the Democratic Party, not ousting it. And finally, F1 Demon, why are you intent on saving the Democratic Party? What's there to save? It's corporatist to the bone and knows no other form. There will always be skeletons in the woodwork waiting to pounce or to defang a progressive, bold agenda. If enough people stop thinking the conventional way, this reality will change. Only when the Dems actually start seeding ground will they actually change. And that won't happen unless there is an existential threat. God, I hope that's not true, but it kind of feels like it is. I will definitely be voting Green or Bernie this November. Hopefully you will be too. Guys, thank you so much for sticking it out. I will see you later. trained to see the worst in everything you don't want to see inside my mind praying that my lonely days are over girl tell the judge and jury i'm all right survive.